Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And take your seats. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, I, um, I want to share a very simple message, but a very important message with you. And it's a message that I call a Christian without the Holy Spirit. Christian, a Christian without the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, John chapter 16 and verse 7. John chapter 16 and verse 7. A Christian without the Holy Spirit. You cannot be a good Christian without the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You cannot remain a Christian and please God if you do not have the Holy Spirit with you. John chapter 16 and verse 7. If you have a good Bible, you realize that the prints are in red. It means these are the words of Jesus speaking directly. He says, nevertheless, nevertheless, I tell you the the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, just slow down. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 It is expedient. It is expedient. The New Living Translation says, but in fact, it is best, it is best for you that I go away. 
it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. It is best for you. The best thing for you, the best thing for the Christians wasn't even that Jesus was with them. The best thing for them was that the Holy Spirit will come unto them. A Christian without the Holy Spirit is no Christian. Amen. Amen. John chapter 6 and verse 44. I'm going to give you three points in this message and then we are done. If I'm able to give you all three points, that's fine. If I'm not, we will continue. John chapter 6 and verse 44. It says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. Hallelujah. So number one, my first point, no one can come to God except God draws you to himself. No one can come to God. No one, no one can come to God except God draws you unto himself. Now that means that no one can receive salvation except God draws you unto himself. You cannot receive salvation except God draws you unto himself. Hallelujah. So you must count yourself blessed. You must count yourself blessed. You are no better than anyone. It is the grace of God that found you. And God drew you unto himself. Because the Bible says no one, no man, no man can come to God. No one can come to God except God draws you unto himself. Hallelujah. Aren't you surprised that you invite people to church for two hours? You say, our service is for two hours, the most three hours. And you invite them to church, but they don't come. They don't come. You invite them to a place where the word of God is shared. You invite them to the house of God, but they don't come. Isn't that amazing? I said no one can come to God except God draws him unto himself. So you invite people to church for two hours, they won't come. But you invite them to other things. You invite them to a funeral that lasts longer hours from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. You say, can you accompany me to my funeral? Can you accompany me to this funeral? Sometimes to a faraway place. And they are ready. They are willing to come with you. They will invite other friends. You say, they will ask you, do you, you, you see, they, they, will, they, they will ask you what time, when, when are you picking me up? They will make special clothes for that. I'm telling you. I said, no man can come to God except God draws him. Amen. They are willing to accompany you to such places. They are willing, if you are inviting someone to a wedding, they are willing to board an aircraft to come to the wedding. 
For many hours, they are willing to stay there. And they will beg you, is it okay if I come with two more friends? Is it okay if I add three more people? You say, no, 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 I just want only you. He said, please, I cannot leave, I cannot come without this. You see, but you invite them to church, they won't come. Do you understand? Now you wonder, maybe it is the wedding, how they will be able to dress and then the food. But you can invite people and say, we are having, a, we are having a, an international Sunday and we are cooking all kinds of food. Not the ones that they cook at the wedding. Different kinds from different nations. And I want to invite you. Wear your clothes that you wear to a wedding to come. They won't come. I said they will not come. They will not come. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But they are ready to go to far places. And they don't mind at all. Even to bring, they will ask, can I bring my children? Can I? You say, no children. But in the church, they will not want to come. Even they are, you are, you are bring, you say, bring all your children. Bring all your family. No limitation. No limitation. Bring anyone you want. We will feed them also. They won't come. You know, one day, Philip was there and then the Holy Spirit, there was a man in a book of Acts, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8, verse 26. The Ethiopian eunuch. The Bible says he was reading the Bible. He, has, he had gone to worship. But he was far from God. He had gone to worship. Worship God. And he was coming back. And he was reading the Bible. And he did not understand. And I'll tell you why. He is reading the Bible, but he did not understand. I said, except God draws you. Except God draws you. So the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise! And go towards the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. Look, if the, someone came to invite you, and you responded, and you came to church, understand that God has been very good to you. Amen. God has been very good to you. Amen. God located you. Amen. Amen. And God sent someone purposely to you. He says, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, arise, arise, and go towards the south. Go towards bronze south, bronze north. Go to Westchester. Go to East Chester. Go to Parchester. Make a left. Make a right. Go and have evangelism there. And meet this person. It's not by accident at all. God had you in mind. I said, God had you in mind. God had you in mind, and God wanted to draw you. So he, God gave him specific direction because God has someone in mind. He says, go, go down from Jerusalem onto Gaza, which is desert, which no one wants to go there anyway, but go, go. And then verse 27, he says, and he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under cadence, 
queen of the Ethiopians, who had a charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. And was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah's prophet. He read the book of Isaiah. And the Bible says, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him. Read the prophet Isaiah. Do you understand? Philip didn't even walk. He ran. Sometimes you are invited to evangelism and you are And then you see, you see someone, you went for evangelism. And then you see someone going and you say, oh, she's walking too fast. I cannot be chasing, <laughs> I cannot be chasing him. Let me wait for this one who is coming. Let me wait for that one who is coming. She's walking too far. I just want to give him a track. Look how she's walking. Yeah. Amen. And then you, because you, no stress. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> no stress. It's a small track that we are going to give you. Look how you are running like that. I can't chase you. No stress. But Philip ran. Philip ran. Else the Ethiopian you know may pass. He ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. And said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I? How can I? Except some man should guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamp dumped before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Look, except God draws you. Except God draws you. Except God draws you. You'll be looking in the scriptures. Except God draws you. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. At the same scripture. That the man was reading. But there was something else in Philip. So at the same scripture, Philip began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Someone thought that was Isaiah. But it was Jesus. Preach to him. And as they went on theater, as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, and thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Wow. Suddenly, 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 God has drawn him. God has drawn him. Amen. 
She says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Verse 38. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught up away Philip that the Enoch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Wow. Clap for Jesus. Except the Lord draws you. You cannot even receive salvation. You can go to church. You can go travel to Jerusalem and worship. Except God draws you. Except God draws you. And so, you see, sometimes you may miss your, your bus or you miss the train that you normally take and another one comes and you are angry and you sit. It's not by accident. I say it's not by accident. Yes. That sometimes you, the, the train that you catch every morning, it will pass. Mm. Amen. Amen. So sometimes when you see that, see and be spiritual and ask, perhaps the Holy Spirit is directing you to someone. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So unless the Spirit draws you, you cannot come to God. That is why we must pray for our brothers and sisters who are not saved. That is why we must intercede for them. God is seeking for a man who will stand in the gap to intercede for these people, that he will draw them unto him. You see, last week, the brother gave a wonderful testimony that as he was fasting, he was praying, interceding for his brother, interceding for his brother that no one could change. No man can change you, except God draws you, except God draws you. And as you intercede, as you pray for your brothers and your sisters who are not saved, your cousins, your fathers and your mothers, your uncles who are still alcoholics, drunkards, womanizers, but when you intercede for them, God will draw them unto himself. Amen. Because you realize that you, you cannot change anyone. I say you cannot change anyone. The brother said, he says, the way the brother was going, no one can change him. Except God draws you. Except God draws you. So pray for people. Intercede for people. Call people's names. People that you know, write their names. And pray for them. Amen. Because you are no better than, sometimes because you come to church and you know, it looks like you are a righteous person. You look down upon people, but God has been favorable to you. God has been good to you. God has been kind to you. You could never would have come to God unless he drew you closer. You could never have would have come. You would never would have come. You are no different from anyone else. I'm telling you, you were not born, you were not born to be a Christian. If you living look back at the, some of the things that you used to do. And it's even if you still look at the tendencies that are in you presently. It's the grace of God that has found you. I say the grace of God has found you. Hallelujah. 
The good that is in people, they are only by the Holy Spirit. The good that you see in people, they are only by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. My second point, you cannot know God without the Holy Spirit. You cannot know God without the Holy Spirit. In other words, you cannot know the Bible. You cannot understand the Bible without the Holy Spirit. You cannot understand the Bible. Amen. Amen. The Ethiopian eunuch, he was reading the scripture. He was reading salvation. He was reading about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But he did not understand. He says, except some man, except some man will guide me. You cannot know God. You cannot understand God except the Holy Spirit guides you. Hallelujah. You cannot understand the Bible when you read it. Except the Holy Spirit guides you. A lot of you didn't like reading the Bible before. A lot of you didn't like Because you didn't understand it. You didn't like reading the Bible. The Bible will put you to sleep. And some of you still don't like reading the Bible. Because there's no spirit in you. The Holy Spirit is not in you. You don't like to read the Bible. Because it is the Holy Spirit that will teach you. When the Holy Spirit is in you, the Bible is an exciting book. A lot of you didn't like to read the Bible. You didn't like the Bible. You didn't understand anything in the Bible. But as you sit in church, as you sit in church, and you hear the word, 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 Ezekiel 2.2, 2, he says, and the, he said, and the Spirit entered into me as he spake unto me. The spirit, as you sit and the, you are being preached to and you are hearing the word of God and you are hearing the word of God and you are hearing the word of God, the spirit enters into you. Suddenly, when you open the scriptures, you enjoy reading it. When someone sends you a scripture, it excites you. That before you had no value for such things because you didn't understand it. John 6, 63, it says, it, says, it is the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profited nothing. And he said, the words that I speak unto you, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. So as you expose yourself to the word of God, as we teach you, we continue to minister to you and minister to you, the scripture, the, 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 the spirit enters into you. Because the words, they are spirit. And suddenly the Bible becomes something of interest to you. Because you realize that no one sat you down and went over verse after verse from the beginning of the Bible to the end before you understand. But now you pick up the Bible and you read and you understand. You enjoy reading the Bible. You enjoy reading a chapter in the Bible. And you sometimes you don't even want to put it down. Suddenly the Bible has become an attractive book to you. It is the spirit that has entered into you. It is the spirit that has entered into you. Today, some of you lead ministry meetings. The other day, I was at a men's meeting, and someone is ministering powerfully from the word of God. Some of you lead prayer meetings. You read the scripture and expound the scripture. You read the scripture, and you have understanding to give us a topic to pray from the scripture. Because the spirit enters into you, and it teaches you. Hallelujah. It's the spirit of God. John chapter 14 and verse 26. 
He says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. It is the Spirit of God that will teach you. It is the Spirit of God that will give you understanding of the Bible. I say you cannot be a Christian if you don't have the Spirit. You don't have the Holy Spirit in you. So if you are a Christian that does not have the Holy Spirit, the Bible does not excite you. The Bible, which is supposed to be your guide, the Word of God, has no meaning to you. That is why you have to pray for the Holy Spirit every day. A Christian must pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Every day. Pray for the Holy Spirit. But when the Spirit of God is in you, it teaches you. You read the scriptures and it teaches you. It ministers to you. Hallelujah. Amen. First John chapter 2 and verse 27. First John chapter 2 and verse 27. Are you coming along with me? You need the Holy Spirit. It says, But the anointing which ye have received of him abided in you. And ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Do you understand the scripture? Give us New Living Translation. He says, but you have received the Holy Spirit. That you understand. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You have received the Holy Spirit. And he lives in you. Amen. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. Wow. Do you understand? You don't need anyone to teach you what is true. Okay. It is the Holy Spirit that teaches you what is true. It is the Holy Spirit that makes you now read the scriptures and you understand. It is the Holy Spirit. So he said, you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. The Holy Spirit. You have to pray for the Holy Spirit. Every day, pray for the Holy Spirit. Sometimes someone reads the scriptures and the person is explaining it and you are baffled. And you have read the scripture many times before. You have memorized the scripture. You understand the scripture. But the spirit, the spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches you is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. You need to pray for the Holy Spirit. I say you need to pray for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's grace. It is grace that God draws you. It is by grace that God draws you and gives you his spirit. Amen. Amen. It is by grace. You are not so special. Amen. Amen. You are no different from your siblings who don't care about Christ. They don't care about God. They don't care about church. You are no different. It is just the favor of God that has come upon you. Amen. 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 Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. He says, ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, since I heard that, since I heard that you have such faith in Christ Jesus and in the people of God, since I heard that you have faith and then you have 
you have such love for church. You have such interest. He says, ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus, it's not by chance. Let me tell you. It's not by chance, Sarah, that we believe in Christ, that we have faith in Jesus. It's not by chance. It's not because we are some type of people. It's the grace of God. So Paul says, ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, that means your love for the church. How you desire to come to church. How you love to be amongst God's people. I have not stopped thanking God for you. Hey, Lord, you have drawn these people to you. He says, I have not stopped thanking God. It means I need to thank God because he has shown you great favor. Ever since I heard that you guys have received the faith and now you love church, I have never ceased to thank God that he has drawn you. That he has drawn you. That he has been favorable to you. That he has been kind to you. Hallelujah. That he has selected you of all people amongst your friends amongst your siblings, amongst people who are tired just like you, who would rather want to sleep, who would rather don't care about church, who would rather be in their beds and wrap themselves with their comfort, who would rather be having their dinner amongst them. You are different. You are, you are, God has drawn you. Oh, I have never stopped thanking God for you. I have never stopped thanking God for you. Amen. I've never stopped thanking God for you. Wow, wow. Oh, you know what? It is the grace of God. Yes. By the grace of God that you are here. Yes. And the way you will know it, the way you will know it, is to look at you now and look at some of your friends Hi. that you used to hang around with. Look at some of your friends that have no care for God, the things of God. They don't care about it. It's not by chance. A young girl like you, you could also be hanging out. Doing all kinds of things. Do you understand? Yes. You could also be hanging out. Sleeping with boys. Eh? Dressing, wearing short skirts and pleasing boys. And doing all, you could be doing that. Also. Do you understand? You are no different. Respecting your mother. That when your mother says this, you hear and then you are you, now look at some of your friends. Yes, that is how you will know. That is how you will know that God has been good to you. That God has been good to you. That even you and your siblings, you alone, you seem to respect your parents. You seem to respect them. When they say something, you listen. And you are born by the same father and mother. Paul said, I have not stopped thanking God. That he has drawn you. He has drawn you. I have not stopped thanking God. That he has drawn you closer. Drawn you. I pray for you constantly. I pray for you constantly. Asking God. The glorious father of our Lord Jesus Christ. To give you spiritual wisdom. Spiritual wisdom. And insight. Insight. I am praying for you. Since your father, since he has drawn you, I am praying that he will give you insight. You see, except the spirit is in you, you can't know God. 
but he's praying for the spirit. He said, I pray for you to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. In your knowledge of God. Because without that, without the spirit, you will never know the knowledge. You have no knowledge of God. You will not have it. You will not have the knowledge of So I pray, I pray, I pray for you that the Lord Jesus says to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. You might grow in your knowledge of God. That when you read the scriptures, you will know God. You understand God. You will grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. Those he called. His holy people who are rich and glorious inheritance. Hallelujah. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. Hey, there is incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. There is incredible greatness of God's power. Tamir, there is incredible greatness for us who believe in him. You see, Unless the Holy Spirit is in you, you will never know the incredible grace. You will only think, I'm just a Christian. I go to church. I, do, I try to do the right thing. But there is incredible greatness. Incredible. Greatness. Greatness. Of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that did what? That raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. This same great power, it is yours also, Amen. Jennifer. That same great power. Frank, it is yours. You need the Holy Spirit to teach you to know this. Bridget, you need the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Pray for the Holy Spirit. It will change you. It will change your perception, how you look at yourself as a Christian. It will change you. you. Pray for the Holy Spirit. It says that same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. It's an incredible power. And that is yours also. But when you have insight, when you have insight, when the Spirit teaches you and the Spirit guides you, it was just the guidance of the spirit that the Ethiopian eunuch received insight of the same place that he was reading. And such great power as salvation came to him just a moment when his eyes were open, when the light came into him. Hallelujah. Now he says, now he's far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Hallelujah. So pray for the Holy Spirit and God will give you the Holy Spirit. I say God will give you the Holy Spirit. You see, you don't ask for it. That is why you don't have it. You don't pray for it. Johnson, that is why we don't have it. Pray for it every day. Pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Do you know that asking for the Holy Spirit and receiving it is as easy and as simple as a mother who 
finds a child that is hungry and giving him food? Wow. Do you know that? Wow. Wow. Huh? Do you know that? No. That receiving the Holy Spirit, asking God for the Holy Spirit, is easier, easier than a mother whose child is hungry and asking for food. What would the mother do? Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. And verse 11. Luke chapter 11, verse 11. He says, you fathers, if your children ask for fish, do you give them snake instead? Let me see by hand. Any father here, when your children ask for fish, you give them snake. How about mothers? How about mothers? When your children ask for fish, you give them snake. He says, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Scorpion to eat. Eat. Live scorpion. Eat. Put in your mouth. Open your mouth. Push it in your mouth. Scorpion. That can be done by evil people. Isn't that so? That can be done by evil, wicked people. Maybe a wicked, evil stepmother. A witch, a witch, a stepmother who is a witch. Isn't that so? Who is a witch? Only witches. Open your mouth and push live scorpion. Eat. You want egg? Here. Eat. He said, or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. Of course not. So if you sinful people, evil people, murderers, backbiters, wicked, even if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I said, Asking for the Holy Spirit is just as a mother will give food to a hungry child. It's just as a mother will give food to a hungry child. Just like that. How much more will your father, your heavenly father, even evil people, evil, evil people, mices, parents who are mices, cheap mice, even your children will ask for food, you will not give them snakes. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who, are, I say, receiving the Holy Spirit is easier. He said, how much more? If, if your hungry child asks for food and you give him, how much more will your heavenly father not give you the Holy Spirit when you ask him? Pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Ask for it, Andy. Ask for it every day. Bishop was sharing one day, he says that he, when Yon Kicho came to Ghana, when Yonki Cho came to Ghana and he was in his hotel, he, three days, you go and pick him from the hotel, bring him to the, um, the conference. And he will go, and when he picks him up, he, he will not have conversation with him. As a man is going to minister, he will just be, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, help me, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. He says, Holy, he says, he will not talk to me throughout the ride. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. 
Pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Pray for the Holy Spirit. God would give you the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Even if you wicked people. You give food when your children are hungry. Amen. So without the Holy Spirit, you will not know God. Pray for the Holy Spirit so you have insight. Insight into God. And to serve God. Hallelujah. To know the power that is in you. Amen. I said three points. Number three. You will never be a strong Christian unless the Holy Spirit helps you. You will never be a strong Christian unless the Holy Spirit helps you. Amen. Are you with me? Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. He says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. That God will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Amen. I say, a Christian without the Holy Spirit, you are a weak Christian. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you have no strength. But the Spirit will empower you. The Spirit will make you a strong Christian. It's the Spirit of God that will make you resist sin. Amen. You have the will, the will, the desire to stop lying. The will and the desire to stop stealing. But you can't stop stealing. You can't stop lying. Amen. The Spirit, the unforgiveness that is in you is in you. When somebody, something, somebody does something to you, you cannot forgive the person. But when the Holy Spirit is in you, you see, me, I tell you, when someone wrongs me, sometimes I forget. And then people remind me. <laughs> people remind me. Do you understand? Have you forgotten that we are fighting? Do you understand? Why are you being, why are you pretending like we are not fighting? We are fighting. <laughs> I mean, why are you being so nice? You see, you see when, some, when, when someone does something wrong to me, I don't remember. I, 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 will, I, I will address it in a moment, either in my head or in my heart or with you, and I don't remember anymore. It's a grace of God. It's a grace of God. Today, as I am here, I don't have anything against anyone. I'm telling you. And people have been, people have been wicked to me. People have, <laughs> people have done me wrong too. But I don't have anything against anyone. I'm free. My heart is free. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The Holy Spirit will strengthen you. It will strengthen you. To forgive when you are wrong. It's the Holy Spirit that will stop you from being a gossiper. It is the Holy Spirit. You see, Christians who are gossipers, you are not, you don't have the Spirit. 
a Christian who is a liar. Christians who lie. Even as a pastor, Christians lie to me. You don't have the spirit of God in you. You see, and I don't blame you. It's not your fault that you lie. Because you don't have the Holy Spirit. You, li- you are a liar. You are of your father, the devil. You don't have the Holy Spirit in you. And he's the father of all lies. So if you lie, you belong to your father, the devil. You, the spirit of God is not in you. I'm telling you. You do not have the Holy Spirit in you. That's why you gossip. You are a backbiter. You speak behind people. Allow me to preach. Don't block the message. Don't block the message. I am delivering you. Look, I am telling you the reason why you are not a strong Christian is because the Spirit of God is not in you. I said, the good in people, it is only by the Holy Spirit. The good, the good in people, it is only by the Holy Spirit. The good that is in people, it is by only by the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is why you are a disrespectful person. A Christian, but you are disrespectful. You are rude. You are and you intentionally behave rude. You want the next person, you want the person to know that you are being rude to the person. Because the spirit of God, you see, you call yourself a Christian. I'm telling you, I am telling you that the spirit of God is not in you. That is why you behave like that. I am telling you. The spirit of God is not in you. You are rude. And you yourself know that you are rude. You know that you are rude. Amen. You know that you are rude. You say to yourself, you say, you don't know me. You don't know me. Eh? You don't know me. Eh? That, me? You don't know me. You don't know me. You, you say it to yourself. Because the spirit of God is not in you. You are ungrateful. Things are done to you. Good things are done to you. And you, they are meted with evil. It's because the spirit of God is not in you. Amen. Amen. The spirit of God. You see, you, 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 you don't remember the good that has been done to you. It's because the spirit of God, as a Christian, you don't have it. As a, a Christian without the spirit of God, you are no Christian. You don't have the spirit of God, you are no Christian. I'm telling you that. You are disloyal. You are ungrateful. Amen. You see, we talk about we, we talk about bishops' books and we say, those who leave you, those who forget, those who are dangerous sons, those who are what? Those who accuse you. You know, we are not talking about unbelievers who are outside in the... We are talking about Christians in the church. They are the people who call themselves Christians in the church. And sometimes they have been in the church for many years. That is, that is what we are talking about. Those who leave you. Ungrateful people. People who are ungrateful. You do them good. They don't remember. You do them good. They don't remember. They don't remember that once they, they were in need and you were, you were there to help them. Once you blessed them with something. Once you did them some good. Amen. They don't remember. They don't remember. And it means that the Holy Spirit is not in you. That is the reason. The Holy Spirit is not in you. Hallelujah. Look, without the Holy Spirit, the world will beat you down. The world will beat you down. I am telling you. If you don't have the Spirit in you, the world will beat you down. You will be just like 
anyone else in the world. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are like anyone else in the world. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You need the Holy Spirit to continue to be a strong Christian. You need the Holy Spirit to continue to be a good Christian. A strong Christian that is trying his best all the time to do well, to do good. You need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look, I am preaching a very special message. A very, I'm preaching a very practical message. I'm not preaching another sermon on Tuesday that you came, oh, so that I fulfill my duties as a pastor, as a priest. I am preaching a very practical message. I am telling you that the reason why your behavior is the way it is is because the Holy Spirit is not in you. And that means that pray for the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian that has a tendency to lie easily, it means that the Holy Spirit is not in you. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray for the Holy Spirit. You are a Christian. You are a Christian. You are in the church. You want to, a Christian man, you want to sleep with the girls in the church. You want to sleep with all the girls in the church. Every nice, beautiful girl in the church. You want to sleep. The Holy Spirit, listen. Listen, every man, every man has a tendency. Do you understand? Every man has a tendency to want to sleep with all the beautiful girls in the church. Do you understand? But we are constrained by the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you. It is the Holy Spirit. Constrains the Holy Spirit. Constrains. It is the Holy Spirit that constrains us. So you that has a tendency, hey, this one is nice. <laughs> this one too. Hey. This one too. Wow. That one, hey, that one too. That one, hey, look at the buttocks. Hey. The Holy Spirit is not in you. The Holy Spirit is not in you. You are sharing grace with the sister and then you are looking at the sister. You are, you are looking. Is it May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is not in you. And you also, you see, you are just like the world. You are just like the world. You see, it's a tendency. It's a tendency in a man. But you are just like... You. And that is why, that is why as a Christian woman, also, you don't want to marry an unbeliever. You do not want to marry an unbeliever. I am telling you that. If you marry an unbeliever, he has a tendency to sleep with a lot of girls. I am telling you. There is no Holy Spirit in him to constrain him. He will sleep with a lot of girls. He will. I am telling you that he will sleep with a lot of girls. This is the word of the Lord. He wants to do well. He wants to do good. But there is something, something in him. Do you understand? Look. In, in, in nature, the creation, males, they were not made. They were not made to sleep with one girl every day. Every day. One, no, no, no. Whichever shape she takes is my, this is mine. She takes this shape is mine. She becomes like this, this is it. She becomes like that every day. Whatever she is, this is yours. It's not like that. It's not like that. You see, when you look at, when you look at all nature, all male, all male, all male. One, as Bishop said, you don't see any animal sleeping with another animal. Male animal sleeping with another male animal. That is one thing that you will see. The second thing that you will see is that you see that the one male wants to sleep with a lot of different women, a lot of different female 
animals. One male and one animal. One dog. One dog. He doesn't stay. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? If you see the lion, if you see the lion, she has a lot of girls around. The whole town. Do you understand? Even chicken. Chicken. One, chi- one, one. And if you one cock, one cock. One cock like that. If you go in the hen, you go, you go and try to catch one of the hen, you see. She owns he owns all of them. He jumps from this one and then he jumps on that one. Even cats. Cats too. So you see, they are all like that. But it is the Holy Spirit in man. It is the Holy Spirit in man that constrains man. It's the Holy Spirit in man. So if you marry someone who does not have the Holy Spirit, I can tell you, guarantee, he wants to do good. He says, I love you. I want to be with you alone. But you see, there is a nature of him. Look, do we have time? I want to read a scripture with you. He wants to do good, but he cannot. Let me find the scripture. He wants to do good, but he cannot. So you, you are marrying someone who does not believe in God, someone who does not value church, does not have the Holy Spirit, and this is who the person you are going to commit. Or I'm telling you that he has a tendency in him. He wants to love you alone. He wants to be with you alone. But there's a nature, a nature, nature, nature. The nature of him is not designed for him to sleep. That is why they are always hungry, sniffing other women behind. Sniffing, sniffing. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's a nature. I always have to find a scripture. Do you want me to show you a scripture? I think I can find it. You say, don't marry an unbeliever. What is wrong with you? You want to marry an unbeliever. What is wrong with you? You see, look. John 16, verse 8. John 16, verse 8. It says, And when he comes, you know who is he? The Holy Spirit. When he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. It is the Holy Spirit that convicts you. Yeah. It is the Holy Spirit that says, you have one, that's, that's enough. It is the Holy Spirit that convicts you as you are taking down your pants. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts you. As a woman, when you are dressing and you see that your breast is showing, you see, you look in the mirror and then the Holy Spirit says, button that, button, put the button on. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts you. It's the Holy Spirit that says that, look at, your, look at yourself in the mirror. It's not good. And then you, you see, no one is in the room. But when you were in the world, that would be an easy thing. You just go out with that. But now the Holy Spirit convicts you. Certain clothes, you can't wear it. You can't wear certain clothes as a Christian. Look at the tattoo neck covering your neck and everything. Like that you are sitting down. But when you were in the world, when you were in the world, you, and then you wear something, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts you. 
He said he will convict you of the sins. One more scripture and then we will, we will close. I think I can find. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Verse 14. I'm talking about a Christian without the Holy Spirit. A Christian without the Holy Spirit. He says, listen, he says, Paul says, so the trouble is not with the law. For it is spiritual and good. The law is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human. Too too human. Too human. There's too much human. No spirit. I am all too human. A slave to sin. When you are human, you are a slave to sin. You are a slave to fornication. You cannot stop fornication. You cannot stop adultery. Listen, women, don't marry an unbeliever. Do not marry someone who do not believe in, who does not believe in God. Someone who does not have, and even a, marry a Christian who has the Holy Spirit. Don't marry, don't, don't marry a Christian that just comes to church. A Christian that is just in church. A Christian that just says, Amen, mercy, preach on. No, preach, marry a Christian who has the Holy Spirit. Marry a Christian who has the Holy Spirit. Because if you marry a Christian who does not have the Holy Spirit, he's the same as someone who is in the world. Same tendency to lie to you. Same tendency to sleep with another one. Same tendency to do and beat you. You see, but when you are raising your hand, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. If you are not careful, the Holy Spirit will slap you. Papa, put your hand down. He says it convicts the world of his sins. Convicts the world of his sins. Amen. Convicts the world of his sins. And sometimes even you are planning, you are coming home with certain anger. When I go home, she will see. When I come up, she will see. You see that your tie bursts. The Holy Spirit will burst your tie. And then you stay in the rain and then you, you, you take the rain and you in the rain change your tie. When you come home, you are looking for the woman to comfort you. Oh. <laughs> you are looking so mobile. You, you want the fight. Holy Spirit will convict you. I'm telling you. You don't have the Holy Spirit. That is why you treat your husband like that. You are mean, wicked woman. Wicked. 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 I don't have time. I don't have a lot of time to share with you. Wicked woman. You are wicked. You see, the man, the man has set all other men, all other women aside. All other women aside. And they have chosen only you. He says, listen. My tendency is to sleep with all the other ones, but you are the only one. Oh, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit says you are the only one. So you are the, and then you say, no. Hey, you have closed yourself. So now what are you telling the, the man that has the Holy Spirit in him? What are you telling him? You are telling him that remove the spirit and then be free. Because you see, the man cannot do anything as long as the spirit is in him. So in other words, you are telling the man, take the, lose the spirit and then be free range. Free range. Take the, lose the spirit and be free range. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are telling the, you are telling the man, lose the spirit and be free range. You, 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 you are so wicked. Wicked. 
Wicked. Wicked. She has, he has set all the other women aside. All the other women aside. And then, now, you, you see, it's, 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 a, it's a reason. You see, I have a headache. I have my, 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 my butt hurt. My leg hurts. My teeth hurt. It's wickedness. Because you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. That is why you are wicked. The Holy Spirit is not in you. You are wicked. You are a wicked person. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Sit down. Look. So the trouble is not with the law. For it is spiritual. I'm showing you of a natural man. Someone who has no spirit. A Christian without the spirit. A Christian with the, without the Holy Spirit. He says, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. Verse 15, he says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right. You see, when you marry an unbeliever, he wants to love you. He wants to, he wants to be with you alone. But he says, I don't know what is wrong with me. When I see the other woman, I want to sleep with her. I don't know. I don't know. So he comes and says, honey, why did you do that? I don't know. You know, as soon as I saw him, something. Just. He says, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right. I want to love you alone. But I don't do it. He said, I do what I hate. I hate when I see you crying like this. I hate when you feel I've cheated on you. I hate it. I hate when you feel that you are not secure. I hate when you, you, when you even when you are sleeping with me, you feel it's risky because you can get the disease. I hate that. I hate that you cannot be open to me. I hate it. I want to do the right thing, but I can't. I want to constrain myself, but I, on my own, I can't. I can't. He says, but if I know what I am doing, he says, but if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. It is a sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do what is good. I want to do what is right. I want to pay my tithe, but I can't. See, the Holy Spirit is not in you. So you steal from God. You steal from God. I want to stop this gossiping, but I can't. Because the Holy Spirit is not in you. I want to stop dressing the way I dress, but I can't. When I see it, it I like it. When the men are looking at me like that, I like it. You know, I like it. I can't stop. I feel good. The Holy Spirit is not in you. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it. I say, but I do it anyway. I do it. Tell me, do you see? That's the Bible I'm reading. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. Hallelujah. I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Hallelujah. 
I think our time is... Let's continue. Verse 22, it says, I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me. Do you understand? I say, uh, the Christian without the Holy Spirit, you are just like someone who is in the world. Because there's another power within you. He said, there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. My mind is that I don't want to, I don't want to lie. I don't want to steal. I don't want to cheat. But there's another power within me that is at war. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Did you hear that? He said, this power makes me a slave to the sin that is what? Still within me. So, you are a Christian, but that sin is still within you. It's still within you. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Say, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? But the Holy Spirit will receive. I say, the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Amen. I am not talking about the anointing to preach. I'm not talking about the anointing to teach. I'm not talking about the anointing to heal. I'm talking about the anointing to live a day-to-day Christian life. To be a strong Christian. To be a good Christian. A Christian that resists sin. A Christian that tries his best to do the right thing. That is the kind of anointing that I'm talking about. To live a goodly Christian life. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Jesus said to the disciples, he says, it is expedient. It's expedient. It is best for you that I go. Because I can be with you. He said, it is best for you that I go so the Holy Spirit can come. It is the Holy Spirit that will make you live a Christian life. Not my presence here with you. He says, I can be here with you and do all these miracles, let you see all these miracles. Heal the blind. Heal the lame. Feed 5,000. I can do, still the storms. I can do all these miracles that you will see. But it is best that I go so the Holy Spirit will come. Because if I'm still with you, even if I, I, the Holy Spirit doesn't come, you can still deny the faith. A young girl can make you deny the faith. A young girl can make you deny the faith. You tell him, are you not one of the, uh, the Jesus followers? You say, no. A young girl, small girl, little girl like that. If the Holy Spirit is not in you, a young girl can make you lose your ministry. Can make you drop your ministry. If the Holy Spirit is not in you, you will lose your Christian life. Little girl, small skinny girl like that can make you lose your Christian life. I'm telling you, if the Holy Spirit is not in you. So Jesus said, it's expedient that I go. It's expedient that I go. It's best for you that I go. That the Spirit will come. And when the Spirit came, the day that the Spirit came upon them, Peter, who the little girl made him deny the faith, that same Peter, when the Spirit of God came upon him, he was someone else. He was something else. Ministering with power, not afraid, with boldness. Are you one of them? Yes, I am one of them. The same Jesus Christ that you crucified. It is him that I'm preaching about. That same Jesus Christ. With that boldness. Unless the Holy Spirit is in you, you cannot be a Christian. You cannot serve God. You cannot serve God. Our time is far over spent. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. And let's bring the message to an end. Unless the Holy Spirit is in you.
Unless the Holy Spirit is in you. Oh, Father, we are thankful. We are thankful. Pray for just just few minutes. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come, come upon us. Oh, sweet Spirit. He says, you do not ask. Even evil fathers and mothers, when their children ask for food, when they ask for bread, they will not give them serpents. When they ask for fish, they will not give them snakes. When they ask for egg, they will not give them scorpions. Oh, sweet spirit, come upon us. Sweet spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We welcome you. Oh, sweet spirit, we thank you. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we ask of you. We want you. We need you. We desire of you. We long for you. We welcome you in our lives. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Holy Spirit, we call upon you. Holy Spirit, oh Father, we ask, give us of your spirit. He said, if you how much more, the Heavenly Father, if you will ask him, he will not give you of his spirit. Lord, we ask of your spirit. We ask for the Holy Spirit. We ask for the Holy Spirit. Yes. Oh, yes. Holy Spirit, we ask of you. We welcome you. Sweet Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit. Oh, we welcome you into our lives. Without you, we are nothing. Without you, the power to resist. He said that same power that raised up Jesus Christ and caused him to sit at the right hand side of the Father in heavenly places. That same power, that same power. The Holy Spirit will teach you. It is the Spirit that will draw you to the Father. Yes. Oh, dwell in us, Holy Spirit. 
thank you for your word tonight we thank you lord for opening us opening our eyes oh lord even to the absence of your presence in us tonight we welcome you into our lives we need you more than we have ever needed you we desire of you more than we have ever desired of you we test after you more than we have ever tested after you Spirit of God, we welcome you into our lives. Come and dwell in us, lead us, and guide us. Help us to become strong and good Christians. Teach us to know God. Teach us to have knowledge of God, insight of God, and His great and mighty power. Draw us to the Father, Spirit of God. We are thankful and grateful. Help us to resist sin. The nature of sin that is in us help us to resist it in jesus name amen. amen if you are here tonight you are not born again you have not given your life to christ with all eyes closed every head bow lift up your hand and i'll pray with you anyone here like that you want to give your life to jesus father we are thankful and grateful tonight for your word we thank you lord for the gift of salvation we pray lord that you cause us to continue to walk with you and let the spirit dwell in us mightily that we will walk and walk closer and closer to god we thank you for drawing us onto your great and marvelous kingdom we give you glory we give you praise in jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah oh somebody clap for jesus We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.